This is the Fun Sexual Podcast where I talk all things body positivity, sex positivity, and kink positivity for all from the mind and the mouth of this unapologetic black queen. I'm your girl, Majesty, and welcome to episode number two where we are going to be talking about sex party etiquette. When it comes to sex parties, people tend to have a lot of questions, starting with, oh, those really exist? And (laughs) I was one of those people just a few years ago until I ended up at my very first sex party, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Yes, sex parties exist. No, they're not just in movies and books and in porn and in your wildest fantasies. They are real events and they are so much fun. So... The best place that I figured to start off is, first of all, where do you even find a sex party? Um, When I decided to start looking for sex parties, um, I ended up on Google and somehow stumbled upon FetLife. And FetLife is basically Facebook for kinky people. And that is a great place to start if you are looking for sex parties, kink events, education events. It's a really good good source for all, all things kinky. Um, so FetLife has an events, uh, tab and you can just find all different types of events there. Sex parties being one of them. Another way that I tend to find parties is word of mouth. I have a lot of friends that are in the lifestyle that are in the community. So if they're having something, they'll just let me know. Or sometimes, you know, we'll decide that we want to link up and and have a little get together or whatever. So we'll just kind of plan something together with the people, all of the people that we know. Um, but I've also seen sex parties advertised on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I've seen sex parties advertised on SLS, which is Swingers Lifestyle. It's another social network for um, swingers, unicorns, and the likes of. And I've also seen parties and events on Eventbrite uh, because sometimes you have to pay up front and so people will use Eventbrite for that. Um, Another thing to consider if you want to go to a sex party or are deciding or trying to figure out if, you, if that's something that you'd be interested in is what kind of party do you want to go to? What kind of things do you want to see? What kind of things do you want to participate in? Because you can end up at um, a swingers party where there's primarily just going to be, you know, sex happening, still a great time. Who doesn't like group sex? Or you can end up at a kink sex party where you might be able to um, watch or participate in some impact or um, rope play or pet play or, you know, different forms of BDSM or, um, you know, just some, some different, some kink instead of, you know, just sex. Sex is great, don't get me wrong. But if you want to participate in kink, it's something to think of when you are looking for a sex party. Um, another thing to consider is, are you going to go as a solo or are you going to go as a couple because that might change the type of vibe that you are looking for or the type of event that you want to attend something else to consider is the location um tip sex parties typically happen at either someone's house a club or maybe a hotel if it's happening at a house, the rules are going to be a lot more lenient than it is if it's at the club because it's going to be house rules. So typically when a sex party is at a club, um, there is no alcohol, there is no um, drugs allowed. But sometimes if it's someone's house party, house rules. So if they allow drugs and alcohol, then it'll be that kind of stuff there. 
Not saying that it's something that you need for a sex party. I'm not even saying that it makes the party better. I'm just saying that it is something to consider, okay? Um, a lot of clubs don't allow that kind of stuff because they want you to be um, clear-minded when you are engaging in this type of play, which is definitely understandable. I'm just laying it out there. Um, and then at a hotel, unless it's like a whole hotel is rented out or the whole floor of the hotel is rented out for some type of event, you might have to be quiet or whatever. So, you know, that's up to you what kind of environment that you want to be in. But those are just some of the different options and just some different things to consider before um, while you're looking for a sex party. Just, you know, just want to give out some options. Something else to consider, if you are thinking about going to a sex party and you don't know the group, you don't know the people, you don't know what type of event, of, type of event it's going to be, maybe look at attending a munch. So a munch is a pretty much like a meetup of kinky people in a vanilla space and it is disguised as vanilla. Nobody's in, you know, chains and, and latex and leather or anything like that. Everybody's dressed in normal clothes. So from the outside, nobody would know that this was a kink gathering, but, you know, a gathering of kinky people. This will allow you to meet people, to kind of fill out the vibe, maybe see who the host is, to fill out the vibe of the host, um, get a better understanding of the group. Because sometimes when you do attend a party, if there are people who have played together and have been playing together for a while, sometimes it can get a little clicky um, when you first walk in. So to just negate that, it's nice to just attend a munch. And some parties will actually require you to attend a munch prior to coming to the party so that they can vet you, first of all. They want to see if you're a good fit for that party in general. So look into that if it's an option. Um, something else to consider if you want to go to a sex party is the size of the party. Um, it can be a larger party, you know, something at a club, something huge. It could be a smaller party, something at a hotel or Airbnb or, you know, at somebody's house. The size, size matters. <laughs> um, in my experience, um, I, this year, because of COVID, I've attended some smaller parties. And when I say smaller, I mean 10 people or less. And I personally have really enjoyed the smaller parties more than the larger club um, or, you know, mansion or big house type of events. And here's my reason why. One, because when it's a smaller group, it, it's just a little bit more intimate. And I, I like that. I, I'm enjoying that a lot more. Um, two, I know when I've had, the, when I've been to the smaller parties or even kind of thrown a party, um, it was, it was, I knew all of the people. I hand selected all of the people that I wanted to be there. Um, so that, you know, that helped make it more intimate. That made it more comfortable. Um, and it was just a, a, a funner time. So I, I have grown to really like the smaller parties, but if you want to have a, a eye buffet and see everything and all things and, you know, a hundred people, then that's up to you. There's nothing against that. I'll still be attending big parties. I just, my personal preference right now is, has been the smaller and more intimate parties. So now you've considered going to the party, you found your party, you know what type of party you want to go to, you decided if you're going as a solo or as a couple, you know what kind of environment that you want to be in, you've decided to attend this much or not, um, you know you know what size party you want. Now here's some things to know before you go, okay? First things first, before you jump into parties and events and stuff like that, go get tested. Go get tested, go get tested, go get tested. 
go get tested. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how many times I can say it. Go get tested. Um, getting tested should be um, a regular and normal thing, um, especially if you are in a lifestyle that might be a little bit more risky. Go get tested. Go get tested frequently. Share your results. Ask people to see their results. It's just the, the easy way to make sure things are copacetic, okay? Um, apps like the Safely app, S-A-F-E-L-Y, the Safely app, make it easy to access and share results quickly with someone. Um, so if someone asks, you can show them. When you ask someone to see theirs, you know, they have a way to show you. The Safely app just is one way to make it a lot easier. The only thing about the Safely app is it, it, it shows six different um stds on there and without pulling it up i believe that they are like hiv um hpv i believe gonorrhea chlamydia herpes and maybe like trick and don't quote me on that but there's it, it shows six different stds on there it doesn't give you like a a full listing but it's still a nice way to knock off all the the big things okay so Get tested before jumping into something like this. Just these types of events. I'm going to be 100% honest with y'all. 100% honest. Straight up. No one at a party has ever asked me to see my test results. And I've never asked anyone at a party. That's just me being 100%. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. So another way to prepare for going to a party. Number one. Easy thing. Ready? Bathe. Take a bath. Don't be in this party musty, crusty, fishy, and disgusting. Come like you are gonna be having sex if unless you're just watching. But even so, just take a bath anyway, because just take a bath. But you're gonna be in this party having sex, working up a sweat. It's gonna be a room, hot breaths and whatnot. Like just take a bath. If if there's ever been a time to take extra precaution and like be really, really thorough with the way that you bathe. This is that time. Please bathe, smell good. No, you don't need to be all cologne and perfumed up, but don't be musty and smelling disgusting, okay? Another way that I prepare, again, all of this stuff is just my suggestions. These are not, um, a lot of these are not hard rules, but some of these are my suggestions. So one of my suggestions is before I'm going to a sex party or if I know that I'm gonna go to an event or something, I won't masturbate I won't masturbate that day or maybe a couple days prior only because I like for my orgasms at this party to be like explosive and and it feels really good when I just haven't had an orgasm in a couple days, maybe a week, maybe a couple weeks depending on the type of event. But so, you know, maybe try that. Another thing is be mindful of what you eat that day. I know that sounds crazy, but um, you don't want to, you know, be poopy or like gassy or something like that when you're going to this party, especially if you're going to be engaging in some type of like anal play or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, you're not going to be wanting to blow up the bathroom at a sex party, you know, so just something to something to be mindful of um, personally. And, and I know that some people are going to tell me that I'm tripping for this and that's fine. But like if I know I'm going to a party or I know that I'm going to be engaging in like a lot of sex or like really like wild and like aggressive sex. I really won't eat that day. 
I'll eat, you know, some fruits, a little bit of fruits, a little, maybe a little bit of veggies, you know, maybe a little bit of like some nuts or something like that. But I won't really eat and I'll drink a lot of water, of course, but like I won't really eat too much that day because I don't know, I prefer to have sex on an empty stomach. Um, and it just makes me feel a little bit more comfortable, especially if I'm going to do anal or like anal play. I like to just, you know, when I clean out, I need everything to just be good. So I just won't really eat that day. Um, so you can do that or you cannot, but that's a suggestion that I'm giving. Um, another thing, um, when I went to my first party, I remember looking in my closets and being like, okay, what the hell am I supposed to wear? Like, do I go there with like a trench coat and nothing underneath? Like, do I wear lingerie? Do I wear heels? Like, do I wear makeup? Like I had no idea what to wear. Um, so my suggested outfit is I like to wear, uh, a piece of lingerie or pieces of lingerie as like a top. And then I'll wear like some jeans or a skirt or a dress. Like I like to have my, my outfit that I want to wear at the party on under my clothes so that dress downtime is a lot easier. I don't have to go in the bathroom and change and lace this and do that. I just, I want to be able to take off my clothes and just be ready for the party. Um, for guys, guys tend to just be in their like underwear or in their jeans and stuff like that. I mean, if you want to, you know, throw your do-rag and a gold chain and some socks, like whatever, you know, that's up to you. But whatever makes you feel comfortable and makes you feel sexy. But I just suggest being in your clothes, um, in, in the clothes that you want to play in under your clothes, your street clothes when you arrive, just because it makes it a lot easier for the dress down. Um, and then bring, if you know, wear heels if you like women or, you know, whoever. Wear heels if you like. However, I suggest when you want to take those heels off, if and when you want to take those heels off, have socks or slippers because you are probably not going to be wanting to walk around on this floor uh, with your bare feet. You know, there's fluids and things and stuff that spill on the floors and you just, I doubt that you want to be walking in that. Unless you do, this is just my suggestion, okay? Something else to think about before you go to this party. Think about your transportation. Um, parties typically end late. Three, four, five, six o'clock in the morning. Um, so just be mindful of your transportation. If you have to take public transportation, knowing what time, you know, those things end and all of that stuff, you know, just be safe. Um, something else, the price. So this is the typical, I'm going to break down the typical pricing structure, right? Every party doesn't do this, but typically this is how it'll look. So if you're going as a solo woman, it's usually free. And that's the same for clubs. When you go to the club as a woman, you're, you're usually free. Um, and then couples, couples are typically mid-priced. So while singles might be, solo women might be free, couples might be $50, $100, something like that. And then solo men actually pay the most. So they might pay $150, $200 to attend a party. Um, and I actually had a conversation a week ago with a friend or some with some people, a few people actually on Clubhouse about this pricing structure and how that pricing structure invites um, a level of um, hostility sometimes. Um, and so there's more conversations to have about that, but this is typically how the pricing structure works. I've also seen it where the um, everybody paid the same price for their ticket. So it, it all depends, but this is typically what you will see and what I have seen. Something else, on FetLife specifically, when you RSVP to an event, 
people can see, anybody who clicks open that event can see who else RSVP'd for that event. So once you RSVP, a lot of times, as especially as a solo woman, I can't imagine women are doing this to men, but as a solo woman, um, you'll have men start DMing you or reaching out to you asking if you want to go to this party together. They're doing that because they don't want to pay the $200 or whatever that a single man pays. They want to pay the couple price. Um, and you know, get in for a little bit less. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. You don't know this person. You know, if even if this is somebody that you want to engage with, maybe at the party, just let them know you'll meet them when you get there. You don't have to arrive at this party with this person as as their couple. Don't. I really highly advise against doing that. Just because you don't know this person, you don't know how they how they're going to be acting out. Sometimes um, when you show up as a couple, you have to leave as a couple, and if they want to leave and you don't, or you want to leave and they don't, like you just don't don't show up to a party with somebody that you don't know. Meeting people at a party is a different thing, but going with them is, is a very separate thing that I highly, highly advise against. Okay. So now that was the day before the party. This is the this is the day of the party. This is when you get there and what those things look like. Um sometimes when you pay at the door or whatever, um the host or, you know, some people that might be helping out are gonna break down some of the rules at the party and every party is gonna have different rules, but these are my rules of thumb to know when you go to the party. Things that'll be very, very helpful for people who have never been. So rule number one, you're gonna hear it all the time. You're gonna hear it everywhere because it is the most important rule. Okay? Rule number one is consent. Consent, consent, consent. Always get consent, okay? Um, and that is for physical, touch, play, anything like that. That's also for photographs. Don't take pictures of people unless you've asked to take pictures of people. If you are taking pictures of people, be mindful of the people that are in the background of those pictures. Um, if you're not allowed to take pictures or even have your phone out, then don't do that. But consent is the number one rule in all of this stuff because we don't want anybody to get hurt. We don't want anybody engaging in play that they do not want to engage in. And not just regular consent, but like enthusiastic consent. So if you ask somebody if they want to play and they say, I mean, yeah, sure, I guess. Um, that doesn't sound very exciting. Um, they, You want to hear like, oh, yes, absolutely, sure, let's do it. You know, Have, let let. Be excited. You know, you want the people that you're playing with to be excited that you are playing with them. So you want enthusiastic consent. Something else about consent, consent can be revoked, okay? That means that if you walked up to me and said, oh my gosh, you have beautiful breasts, can I touch them? And I said, oh yeah, sure, why not? And you fondle my titties, jiggle them around a little bit, bounce them up, whatever, up and down, all that stuff, right? And then you see me later on in the night, you can't just grab my titties again. I told you yes. You wanted to do it in that moment, and if you want to do it again, then you need to ask again. So consent can be revoked, and it's easier, it's, trust me when I say it is so much easier to just ask for consent every time. It is so much easier, everybody's happy, and it's great, okay? So consent, 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 let me say it a couple more times. Consent, 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 consent. Okay, I think I said it enough. Consent, all right, now I said enough. All right, so rule number two, no means no. Okay, so if you do ask for consent and someone says no, the answer is no. That doesn't mean ask me again. That does not mean try to convince me otherwise. That doesn't mean try to ask me later on when I'm engaged in play and I look like I might, you know, be a little bit out of it. No, 
No means no, so leave it alone, okay? Rule number three, if there is drugs and alcohol at the party, know your limit. Know your limit. Know your limit. Know your limit. You don't want to be that drunk person at a party that is just wilding or that person that gets super high and just starts acting the fuck up. Know your limit if you decide to consume drugs or alcohol. And if you don't know your limit, just don't drink or consume um, drugs at all. That's the, the most simple way to put it. Rule number four. Feel free to watch, be a voyeur, but don't be a creep, okay? Don't follow people around and make them feel uncomfortable. You know, watch, but don't stare uncomfortably at people. Just don't be a creep, but enjoy watching. Being Watching is, is, is very erotic it can be very intimate it's very sexy and a lot of people exhibitionists enjoy being watched so you are doing them a service just as much as they're doing you a service however don't be a creep don't make people feel uncomfortable okay watch don't stare cool rule number five okay don't interrupt the scene okay don't be don't jump into somebody's scene and don't be loud if you're watching a scene because you can take people out of their headspace um, and that's what people are doing it for. People do these, a lot of these, especially in, um, BDSM, people are doing this stuff because they want to get into that dom space or they want to get into that subspace and for you to just barge in is going to kind of take them out of that. So do not do that. That's not cool at all. Um, rule number six is clean up after yourself. Um, nobody wants to touch your used condoms. Nobody wants to step in your pussy juices all over the floor like clean up after yourself um use puppy pads use wipes whatever and a lot of the times this kind of stuff is provided garbage cans are providing all that stuff so you can clean up after yourself but just clean up after yourself because people are going to be utilizing this space after you someone probably utilized it before you got there so just be clean up after yourself um a typical rule of thumb rule number seven is don't enter closed doors. If a door is closed, sometimes parties have private rooms. Don't enter a door that is closed. Um, that's that's as cut and dry as it can be. I, I don't, there's nothing else that I can say about that. And rule number eight, if someone violates consent, notify the host. If somebody is, is violating consent, they don't belong in that space. This is a very consent-heavy space. Um, this is a very open and accepting and freeing space and to have someone who is blatantly just going to disregard like the single most important rule, they definitely should not be in that space because they can be harmful to themselves. They can be harmful to other people. Um, and so that's not somebody that, that needs to be at this event. Okay. So something that someone told me when I went to my first party and, and it definitely made me a lot more excited and a lot less anxious about the party. He said, you don't have to do anything that you do not want to do. So if you don't want to have sex, you don't have to have sex. If you don't want to um, engage in any type of play, you don't have to. If you want to go and you want to watch, you can do that. If you do want to have sex, you can. Whatever, you can make the rules, you can set the rules. You have complete agency over your body. So that is something really good to know. Um, for example, one of my personal rules when I go to parties is no oral sex. I'm not sucking dick without a condom. Let me see, no oral sex without a condom or a barrier. 
Um, so I'm not sucking dick without a condom at a party. Um, and I'm not getting my pussy ate without a dental dam or, or some type of barrier at a party. Um, that's just something that I do for myself because that's how I feel comfortable. Uh, unless, you know, unless it's a, a partner of mine. If I go to a party with a partner of mine, then that's a little bit different. But typically at a party or if it's somebody, uh, uh, somebody that I play with. But typically at a party, no, I'm not sucking dick without a condom. No, not getting my pussy ate without, um, without um, a barrier. That's just one of my rules. Some people have other rules, but that's just one of my personal rules, just to give you guys an example. Um, at my first party, I remember a couple, there was a, um, a couple that jet, like kind of gestured me to come over, and I just politely declined. I just kind of shook my head and like waved my hands. I was like, no, thank you. Like, they, you know, they wanted to play with me, but I didn't want to play with them, so I can decline. I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do. Um, one time at a party, I saw a couple go into the play space, um, and as soon as the dress down happened, they went downstairs, they fucked. By the time people got downstairs and were undressed and getting ready to start engaging in play, they were done fucking, and they left. And so they didn't, you know, they didn't want to play with everybody. They wanted to come to this party, they wanted to fuck, and they wanted to leave, and that's what they did. So again, you don't have to do anything that you do not want to do when you go to a party, okay? So... This is the typical order of events when you get there. Again, it's going to be a little different every party that you go to, but this is kind of just an idea of the framework of um, how a party goes. So first, there's usually like a mingle hour, a mix and mingle hour. So there might be some drinks or it might be just some conversations or there might be some icebreaker type games or, you know, just a time to socialize and walk around and meet people so you can see, you know, who is there, you know, what kind of things they want to do. Um, you know, just get to know people so you can kind of have an idea of who you might want to play with or engage with throughout the evening. Um, then after that, there's usually, especially at smaller events, there's usually introductions. So you can say like your introduction might sound a little something like this, like, hi, I am majesty. Um, I am a switch. I am bisexual or pansexual, whatever your sexuality is, I'm fun sexual in this motherfucker, um, <laughs> but, um, you know, sexuality, um, I came here by myself, I'm hoping to maybe get into some, um, impact play, some electric play, I have a tickling fetish, so if somebody wants to do some of that, I would definitely be down, please let me know, um, I have never done any anal play, but um, I would hope to get into that with someone. Um, unfortunately, I'm not playing with couples tonight, just, you know, other single people. But, um, you know, just if you have any questions, let me know. Boom. That might be your introduction. Um, it doesn't have to be anything crazy long, drawn out. Um, but generally, you want to say, like, your name, your sexuality, just so people know, um, you know, if they can approach you or not. Um, and maybe just some things that you're interested in and some things that you can offer and things like that, um, just to give people an idea. Um, then usually there will be a consent conversation. The host will do a consent conversation that happens before a sex starts. It's just, you know, going over consent and the rules of consent. Um, because again, the kink community is very consent heavy. It's so, 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 so very important that consent is um is a overall value of the entire group of everybody that is at the at these types of events so they'll have a consent conversation they'll have house rules and then after that is typically a dress down time and that's 
basically time to get naked or in your lingerie or take you know take your street clothes off and get get sexual um and then after dress down um it's playtime and it's time to it's time to play y'all might hear me reference the term negotiation when i'm talking about parties or scenes or things like that so before you engage in play or a scene there is a bit of negotiation that happens. And so, and, and it's not even more of a negotiation. It's more like a, here's what I'm, you know, here's what's happening. Here's what I'm comfortable with kind of thing. Um, but we call that, we call that conversation um, a negotiation. So in a negotiation, you, desi- you discuss your desires, you discuss your limits, you safe words, and your aftercare. Um, so negotiating a scene, if I wanted to do, you know, maybe a wax play scene, I might say, you know, I'm definitely interested in wax play, anything on my torso, nothing on my genitals or on my legs or on my arms, just my torso, front and back, my breast. Um, I, my safe word, I like to use the color system safe word. So red and yellow, yellow meaning, you know, take a break for a minute and red meaning completely stop. And, um, my aftercare needs, um, I prefer to have you clean the wax up off my body. I am comfortable if you want to do some, um, knife play and scrape it off of my body or flog it off of my body. But I do like to have the wax off. I like for you to take the wax off of my body. Um, and then after we're done, if we could just discuss the scene and, um, then, then I can go on my way. Um, so your negotiation might look like that. It'd be, you know, maybe two people having that conversation, not just me, uh, talking to a microphone, (laughs) but, um, that's kind of how a negotiation goes. So before you get into play, you want to negotiate the scene. And sometimes even if it's sex, there's still a negotiation that happens because maybe you don't want anything stuck in your butt without, you know, a fair warning first, or maybe you don't want anything stuck in your butt at all, or maybe you don't want to, um, kiss, or I know I don't suck dick without condoms. So that's something that I mentioned when um in my negotiation um sometimes you might want to play with couples and sometimes you might not so that's also something to bring up in your um negotiation so you can just say what you want and and it's a very open forum for you to be able to say what you want you know when you're engaging with that person or that person's for that that scene it's a normal thing and it's nothing to be uncomfortable about so um the next thing is uh when I went to a party, I didn't know what to bring. My very first party, I was like, I don't, like, do I pack a bag? Can I have a bag? Like, I just didn't know what to bring. So here are a few things that I want to tell you guys to put in your bag. Just some things to consider. Number one, first thing, bring a bag that you don't really care much about, especially if you're going to, like, a house party or, like, a hotel party because there aren't lockers. Sometimes clubs will have lockers and places for you to actually, like, store your bags, but when you go to a house, there generally isn't anywhere for you to store your bag, so it ends up, like, next to the couch between the wall or under a bed or, like, shoved in a corner somewhere or in a, a cabinet, in a basement. Like, so just bring something that you don't care about. I've never had anything stolen. I've never had anybody have anything stolen but i'm not saying that it can't happen so just you know bring something that you don't care too much about um second of all bring your own condoms in lube most of the time parties do provide both of those things however my vagina is sensitive and i know what kind of condoms i like i know what kind of lube i like so i just prefer to just bring my own it's a lot easier that way Um, I don't like to use, like, cheap condoms and stuff like that. And especially for guys who might have, like, larger dicks, they might not have these huge condoms. And, you know, 
just it's easier to just bring your own. Another thing that I like to bring with me is puppy pads. Sometimes, a lot of times, puppy pads are also provided at parties or some type of padding that you could put down under you before you decide to have sex on a surface. Um, but I, I tend to bring my own because I do know, you know, if you're going to be doing a lot, a little, a lot of squirting or, you know what I'm saying, anything like that, it's just, it makes cleanup like a thousand times easier if you have a puppy pad. Another thing, disinfecting wipes. Um, I go to the dollar store and I get the little baby wipe thing full of disinfecting wipes and I can just wipe surfaces down before I decide to play on them or after I'm done. Again, that's something that's usually provided, but it's nice for me to have my own. Something else, toothbrush and or mints. Um, If you're sucking dick or eating pussy, you don't want to be walking around with dick and pussy breath. Um, So just be able to brush your teeth or if you're kissing people or anything like that, it's just nice to be able to freshen up. Something else, um, baby or body wipes, just to clean up between play. That is also something that is typically provided, but it's still nice to have your own. If you're sensitive or you know what you like, it's just nice to be able to clean up and wipe down between play with different partners. Um, Deodorant, sometimes you might be exerting a lot of energy, getting a little sweaty and stuff like that, so nice to have deodorant. Um, I I bring toys sometimes if I know there's certain toys, if I know I want, you know, my butt plugs, um... Or typically I'll only bring like either butt plugs or and and or um, my satisfier because I don't um, get head at parties. I like to, um, you know, have my little clit sucker toy, my satisfier or my little clit sometimes when I'm having sex or sometimes when I'm just watching. I want to masturbate. I'd like to have that with me. And then I would suggest bringing a change of clothes um, just so when you leave, sometimes your clothes are a little stretched out. They might be uh, wet from sweat or whatever. You know, it doesn't matter what you're engaging in, but sometimes it's nice to have like a change of clothes or at least like a, a set of underclothes to change into. So those are all of the things that I would personally bring in my bag. My first sex party, again, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was getting into. I was really excited, though. Um, And I actually, that was one of the wildest sex parties that I've, definitely, like, top three sex parties that I've ever been to in my life. Um, Just because I I did, I did everything. I did everything that I could get into. Um, At my first sex party, that was when I saw my first impact scene live. Um, That was when I engaged in my first impact scene that was my first time ever playing with a couple. I wouldn't say it was a threesome necessarily because I didn't eat pussy, and I feel like it was um, it was a it was a m uh, it was a um, f m f. So me and the, me and the girl we didn't really play with each other too much. It was mostly just us on the guy. Um, but I just I didn't feel like it was like a real threesome. But anyway, first time playing with a couple. Um, I got fucked with a fuck saw, which is basically a sawzall with a dildo attached. Um, and so that was, that was actually really, really fun. And, um, I almost got fisted that night, his whole fist, he couldn't get a whole fist in there, you know what I'm saying? But we were working our way up to it. And it was just, it was a really good time. I like, that was my very first sex party. I will never forget it. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad that I did it. I'm I'm glad I did it as a solo as well. And I'm glad I ended up at the house that I was at because the people there were just so friendly. Um, no one was too clicky. Um, there were really nice people there. They wanted to, you know, I told them in my introduction that this was my first event. So they really made sure that they kept an eye out for me and, and looked out for me and, um, you know, explained things to me, which I was very, very, very appreciative of because some places won't do that. 
Um, and I actually, the party might have ended at like three or four, but I didn't leave. When I left, the sun was coming up. I left at like six o'clock in the morning because um, I was playing with this couple there and they were friends with the um, the owners of the house. So when the parties ended, they always just like kind of hung around and stuff like that and continued to play. And because I was playing with them, they let me stay. And it was, it was just, it was a great night. I remember the next morning waking up and being like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. That was awesome. I'm going back next week. <laughs> so um, if you were considering going to a sex party, I hope I laid it out for you. I hope I answered any questions that you might have. Um, I, I highly recommend going at, to at least one sex party in your life because, you know, if you're comfortable with that, because it's a completely different environment from what you think it is. And and for people who are not in the lifestyle, I think there is this idea and I'm saying this because I felt this way. I thought everybody in the lifestyle was like white and like weird and creepy. And it's not that at all. These are normal people. These are teachers. These are doctors. These are, um, you know, uh, nurses, a lot of nurses in, in kink, a lot, um, a lot of teachers as well. Um, these are engineers. These are, you know, these are regular people that you see in your everyday life. And they just like to have this type of fun on the side when they can. So I, I highly recommend going to a party. Um, I think you would thoroughly enjoy it. Just look for something that is going to be of interest to you. Do your research ahead of time and have a, have a great time. So with that, I'm going to say peace out. I'm signing off. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you took some mental notes or even some physical notes and be on the lookout for episode three.